In the midst of every crisis lies great opportunity. If it's good enough for Einstein, it's definitely good enough for me. Welcome to the show. Uh, match preview for Aston Villa v Fulham. Justin, how are you? Good. Really good. Yeah. Good stuff. And there is now a shift in my mentality. There was, when I left the ground on Sunday, a sense of like inner passion coming out that all is not lost and we're right in a battle and when you're in a battle your inner passion desire belief joins through and that's something that we especially show on this podcast positivity energy and this squad now have got to grasp it, harness it, and let it be a driving force now. We've had so much adversity this season with Tyrone Mings, with Emi Buendia, with vast amount of injuries. And now we get into this business end of the season with Bubakar Kamara's news of, of him being out. We're missing Konsa. It's a chance now for underdog status to be there for us to embrace and just go for it and just fight for each other and show that desire. And me as a fan, I'm not giving up. There's so much for us to still achieve this season. Like like big Einstein says, you know, or little Einstein, you know, there's an opportunity. And whoever takes Kamara's place now has got a chance to make that position his own, whether it's a player that's still in the first team or whether it's a player that, is going to be coming into the side. And, you know, as football fans, we we have to be optimistic and we have to enjoy the ride. And we have to now believe and, and get behind this team like we haven't done this season more than ever now. Whether you're going to games, you know, get behind this team because now is not a time to become negative, to be frustrated. That energy now has got to be harnessed into positivity so it seeps through the whole team. And Unai feels it, the players feel it. And if we don't make it this season, then fair enough. But we've got to make sure we do our bit. And that's my little passion sort of spiel at the start. And that's just how I feel. Like, you know, I wasn't downbeat after United. And I'm not downbeat now. Justin, how are you feeling? Pretty much the same as you. Uh, you've reminded me of one of my favourite quotes, Winston Churchill, who once said, when you're going through hell, keep going. There is no choice other than to crack on now. You know, we've had bad news at the start of the season. You know, I'll take you back to that first game. You know, the players all came out. They had them shirts saying, you know, we're with you, ME, because he just had that really bad injury. And then within 90 minutes, we've been hammered 5-0 and, and we'd lost another player to another serious injury. And at that point, you know, a lot of people, oh, our season's over, we're done, we're finished, look at this. You know, at the start of the season, you'd have said Mings and Wendy were two of our most important players. And and at that point as well, we've lost 5-0, we're bottom of the league, terrible start to the season. They could have just threw the towel in there. But look what's happened to that team since then. Yeah, we've fl- flown this season. We've done so well. So you can't throw. You can't just say that's it. We've done. That's that's not an option. You know, we can either be consumed by what's happened and let it beat us, or we can get up and we can get on with it. 
we've still got some really, really good players. We've still got a really, really good first eleven, And there is no alternative other than to be positive and to, and to try and, and make sure we salvage something from what has been a phenomenal season up to now. And we've had horrendous injuries. We've had a, a really bad season with injuries. You know, let's say about other clubs having bad injuries. We've had a, worse than anyone. I can't think of anybody now, especially given the news over the last week or so with the concert and the Kamara one. I can't think of another club that's had what we've had to deal with, yet we're still fifth in the league. We've still got European competition to sort of embark on for the second half of. So, uh, let's go for it, you know. Let's not, let's not be down. Let's not be down in the dumps. As a fan base, we have to embrace it now and we have to support the lads. They need us now more than they have ever needed us. That team, I'm going on Saturday and that away support will be banging from the first minute. I have no doubt about it. The fans, I think the other night, were, you know, against Man United, were really, really good. And the, and the team aren't going to give up. Unai Emery's not going to give up. He will come up with something. And we will be okay. And whatever happens this season, from now to the end, we're going to give it 100%. You can't do anything about injuries. That's just part of football. And yes, you can bemoan our lucky. You can say, oh, we've been lucky. We have. But let's just be positive and let's hopefully see the lads over the line into what's going to be some really tricky games over the next few weeks. Yes, so it is the match preview, so we'll do what we normally do. But I do want to get Justin's thoughts on what is going to happen with this central midfield position. Um, you know, th- there's options there. There's 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 options what we can do. We can move around sort of John McGinn. We could bring in Irabunum. We could move Louise around a little bit. We may change formation. We may have to change the way we play. That might be something that Unai decides to do. We may go with an extra centre-back and sort of go with five at the back and and change the system that way. But again, you know, you look at Maynard at Man United, you look at Miley at Newcastle, they've played youth players. They've brought somebody in. And it's not a case of sort of saying, oh, we're pinning all of our you know, hopes and all that pressure on Timmy Raboonham. He's 20 years of age. We've let Dendonka go for a reason. Unai knew that the depth in that position by letting Dendonka go, if Kamara was injured, was we were going to be light somewhere. And he chose to keep Raboonham. So, Justin, what do you think is going to happen with Bubakar Kamara's position? Um, oof, I thought you say... I, I, there's not one fix for this, is that there's not just a player that will just slot in. I mean, there is obviously a Boonham does play in that role, but it's a lot to ask for a young kid. But like you, he wouldn't have been retained and Dendonka wouldn't have gone if he didn't feel that he was up to the job of, of filling the role should we need it. So that's the obvious one. It's a like for like, as in that they play the same position. Yes, he lacks experience, but if you don't ever play, he'll never get the experience, will he? Uh, you know, we've seen it multiple times before. You know, Gareth Barry, when he first came to Villa's team at 17, 16, 17, never had experience, but he was good enough. They threw him in and look what happened. He was, he was phenomenal. You know, so the, the, the history in football is littered with these players getting unforeseen chances because of injuries and becoming... Phenomenal, you know, almost you know, undroppable. So we'll, the the chances are he probably will go with Irabunum. But there's there's like you say, we could change formation. We could 
Callum Chambers played there. I'm just throwing out all the options. I'm not saying this is what I think will happen. Callum Chambers played there for Fulham. He was retained. He didn't have a move. That was an option. You know, Pau Torres, he's a phenomenal footballer. I don't know whether he would look to maybe push him into that role because, you know, you've got Longley and Carlos at the back. There is multiple options. McGinn dropping there. Tielemans could drop in there. It's not like we've got, you know, no options. We have got options. None of them are probably as good as having Kamara there because Kamara's been just so good for us. But it's not the end of the world. We've still got international quality players that can play in centre midfield and do a job for us. And, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters now. Fuller on Saturday, somebody will play that role and it is up to them to grasp that shirt and show the manager they are capable of filling the role. Remember when Kamara was injured last season? I, I suggested, let's drop McGinn in there. I got a little bit of hassle for it. Well, he can't do that role. We did not miss Kamara, did we, when he, when he was missing for them games? We had a really good run. So he's going to be missing for longer. So somebody now has got to settle in there to that role and, and pick up the mantle. Yeah, 100%. So this episode is brought to you by SofaScore. Uh, you can scan the code that's on the screen or you can click in our description and you'll find the link to SofaScore. It's absolutely free. Download it. helps the channel out massively. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think Tim is in with a chance. Whether he starts or whether he gets minutes, he's going to play games between now and, and the course of the rest of the season. He, he's just going to... Well, he's yeah. going to have to, and he's going to play. And, he's going to get his you know, chance, like you say. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've just got to embrace it, back him and believe in him. And he's going to have to grasp his opportunity because, you know, with Kamara playing, he might not have had much of a look in. But now he's got a real opportunity of playing some minutes for Aston Villa and making a claim and becoming, think... like, becoming a hero. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why can't he step in and, 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 and become a, wow, what a player he is. You know, I think he would have got minutes anyway. I think once Europe kicks back in, had Kamara not been injured, we saw Den Donka playing a lot in Europe um, before the, when we qualified, up to when we qualified in the group stages. And I think I think maybe we'd be looking to play with Boonham in the European games, maybe to give Kamara and Louise a rest. So I think he was always penciled in to get minutes, to get experience, to be pushed in. All this has done is just accelerated that, in my opinion. And he's got he's now become probably more important to the team because of the injury. But, you know, he's ready. We're never going to know if he doesn't play. So there's an opportunity. The space has opened up. There you go, son. Go and, and fill your boots. Show us what you can do. Yeah, so Fulham up next. A team that are very difficult to look at, really, because you, you literally never know what you're going to get with Fulham. They might win, they beat Bournemouth last game, and I was thinking that, you know, I was thinking Bournemouth were going to go there and probably do a real good job on them and and, and get something from that game, and, and they didn't. And, you know, they're, they're a, a difficult side. I think Silver's a really good coach. I think he's, you know, a, a real good tactician. Um, and we don't really get much joy at Fulham. I mean, last time we went to Fulham, it was the end of Steven Gerrard. So, you know, sometimes when we go to Fulham, it's a bit of a blessing. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a difficult game, a game that, you know, I think Villa are going to go there with with that fire in the belly, that that bit of added, ad, added desire. And we've got so much firepower going forward. 
you know, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see a different Villa, and I think, you know, I've been a bit critical saying some teams may have found Villa out a little bit in, in some of our play, but now maybe this little bit of a shift in formation or a shift in personnel is gonna give Villa the little bit of an unknown quantity, and I think with our backs to the wall. You know, as underdogs, I think we're gonna we're gonna do really really well. So you're going to the game, Justin. Um, shout yeah. out to Fulham. Shout out to Fulham for getting in touch with the podcast for to be able to feature in the program. That's you know absolutely fantastic. When Fulham FC dropped in my email inbox, I was like, bloody hell, what's going on here? So great opportunity from Fulham. So looking forward to see Justin's article in the program. You know, what are you feeling going into the game then? Looking forward to it. It's a, it's a stadium I've never been to, weirdly enough, following Villa for all these years. So it's going to be one ticked off my list. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day. You know, there's so much negativity around because of the situation we find ourselves in the form we're in. But I see it as an opportunity. That's how, that's how I see the game now. This is another opportunity, a massive opportunity to get back on track. To go to a team that's been a little bit hit and miss lately, um, not firing as they did last season. They've got some good players. But there's a huge opportunity for Villa to go there on Saturday and, and put a marker down, which is what we need to do. The performance against Manchester United was excellent, in my opinion, for m- most of the game. But we just couldn't finish. But I went to Sheffield United. And we were excellent there and we could finish and we absolutely destroyed them. So I think there's, if we can reach the levels we did in those two games uh, and be a bit better in front of goal, please, thank you, uh, then I think we'll be fine. You know, they, they do carry a threat. Uh, like you say, our history at Fulham isn't great, but, you know, why not? Let's go and win there Saturday and let's start another runoff. Yeah, so let's have a look at some of the numbers then, some of the stats, the tale of what's been going on between the two sides. Head-to-head record, Aston Villa have got three away wins, Fulham have got six home wins, played each other 31 times in the Premier League era, drawn 11, 13 wins for Villa and seven for Fulham. So that's a nice little record for Aston Villa. Uh, This season, Villa are fifth, Fulham are 12th. We've got six losses, they've got 11 we are scoring 2.1 per game. They're scoring 1.4. We're conceding 1.3 and they are conceding 1.6. This is the previous meetings. A 3-1 victory for Aston Villa early on in the season. A 1-0 victory uh, at home last season. And then that dreaded performance. Uh, 3-0 last season. Absolutely terrible. Uh, form guide, Villa's form. We've got two losses in there. Two wins and a draw. They've got two wins, two draws and a loss in there. Uh, we have got their passing network against Bournemouth. And as you can see, Polina is the one that's sort of their linchpin in the middle. Generally, they play with sometimes two holders. Uh, Robinson is their big threat down that left-hand side. Uh, Kearney and Pereira, uh, they're supporting in midfield. Castagna down that left, that down that right-hand side is an area that Aston Villa can attack uh, on our left-hand side. Decor Dover Reed is their top goal scorer this season. Striker Munez is in form. Um, and he's scoring at the minute. I think he's got two in two at the minute. Uh, but their left-hand side for me, Diop Castagna, Dekodovary is the area that I think we can really exploit. 
This was the Bournemouth passing network. Uh, not so great, but went quite long to uh, Sinistieria, quite narrow. Um, they did do quite well in this game, as you can see from the XG shot map. A little bit of like Aston Villa against United, really. Uh, Bournemouth with a 2.35 XG shot map and Fulham with a 1.75. So Bournemouth were in the red and got you know a, a vast amount of shots off. Um, you can see the match dominance by expected threat, especially in that second half, Bournemouth with a 4.47 expected threat compared to a Fulham 3.12. Uh, we've got the danger creation where Bournemouth attacked Fulham was pretty central, so a little bit like Aston Villa against Manchester United. Um, some more of the numbers now then. So expected goals against Fulham are at... 28.66 from open play, uh, and they've got 26 goals. Also from set plays, they are at um, XG goals again, 7.80, and they've only conceded two set-piece goals, whereas Aston Villa are conceding nine set-piece goals this season. Um, so that's not great on Villa's behalf. Uh, teams' sequence styles... Fulham, a little bit similar to Aston Villa. You can see that they are slow and intricate. And Aston Villa are moving more away from that slap bang in the middle where we've been this season, where we've been fast and direct with a bit of slow and intricate. We're now going into more slow and intricate build-up. Aston Villa's sort of territorial advantage, you can see the blue is where Aston Villa are comfortable. The grey are contested areas and the red is where... The opposition are getting most joy against Aston Villa. And the Fulhams, you've got the red is where the opposition are getting most of the ball. So this should lead into Aston Villa having a little bit more territorial advantage. Our possession-based game should get going. You can see that their big threat is Robinson on that left-hand side. So you can see where they're blue on that left-hand side. And then a little bit of build. They, they do like to play out from the back as well. Um, and that is all from me. Justin, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the stats of that uh, Fulham-Bournemouth game, which was obviously the last time out for Fulham, and, and they were absolutely battered by Bournemouth. I don't know, you know, I don't know how they, they, they won that game. They were very clinical, I suppose. That's how they won that game. They had seven att attempts, six on target, which is a phenomenal uh, ratio, and three goals, again, phenomenal ratio. Whereas Bournemouth, 25 goal attempts in that game. Very similar to, like, like you say, to the Man United game for us, but only four on target. So. We've got to take heart from that. They obviously concede a lot of chances to teams. So it, it, if we can be anywhere near the level against Man United, but more clinical, then I really fancy us to win the game and hopefully comfortably as well, because it would be a really, really nice shot in the arm to not only win the game on Saturday, but to win it, maybe not in the way we would it at Sheffield United, but you know, a 2 or 3 nil or 2 or 3 one win with, with good possession, with good chance creation, with taking our chances... And controlling the game as well, that that would be great, great for everybody, wouldn't it? Because we, God, God knows, we need a lift at the moment, and and we've got two really winnable games coming up after in Forest and Luton, so it could set us off on a nice little run up to that Spurs game, which now looks absolutely critical for the for the season and, and the running. So, huge opportunity on Saturday for me to go and, and win a game and, and to get back on track. Yes, it it does feel like. It feel it does feel like a really big game, obviously, because of Aston Villa's current form. 
But what did you sort of take out from the United game the most? Like, what what's the one thing that you sort of like took away from it? That, that we've still got levels that we can reach, you know. Obviously, the, the Chelsea game and the Newcastle game were, were incredibly frustrating, but it was the way we sort of, I don't want to say capitulated, but the way we didn't have the fight in our belly to get back in the game when we went one down, then two down. I was a little bit disappointed we didn't have a reaction off the bench earlier in both of those games. And then when, obviously, we conceded early against Man United, it was very, it'd be very easy for us all to go, oh, you know, everybody's slumping the seats. Everybody's just think, OK, here we go again, we're going to lose. But the reaction was better. So they obviously learnt from those two games. Like I say, the levels are still reachable for where we, want, where we were at the start of the season. So I think that hopefully that level now can be re- replicated on Saturday and going forward in, in the running. Because we don't want to see those levels drop to the point then where we just fade away and the season just disappears. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. Um, I think I think the manager won't let it happen. I think the players will. There's going to be a siege mentality now in this squad. That's mm-hmm. if if there can be any good from injuries, which there never rarely is, is that the the players now are going to have their backs against the wall. The manager could come out fighting and saying, "Look, we've got." Lots of stuff's going against us here now, but we're not going to give up. He won't make any excuses because injuries are injuries and every team has them. But but hopefully the players can react really, really well and they'll be on the front foot and say, we're not going to let these injuries define our season. We haven't put all the work we've put in up to now to just throw it all away now. What are we going to do? We're just going to go down to the park, turn all the lights off and say, just forget it now. We're just, you know, we'll write the season off. It's not going to happen. We're still in a brilliant position. We've still got things to play for. And there's not one player in that squad who can pull their boots on on Saturday who won't be fighting tooth and nail to try and get them three points. And if we don't, it won't be for the lack of trying. So I'm going to go there Saturday with a massive away following. I'm going to cheer them on for 90 minutes. And I'm hoping the players will will react to that and, and, and put a shift in. And whatever happens on that pitch on Saturday, come off the pitch knowing that we couldn't have done any more. That's all we ask of our team. In, in any game, and I hope that's what happens on Saturday. Yeah, and and I think positives were Luca Dean getting minutes. Pau Torres yes. looks like he's. I think what we're doing with Pau Torres at the minute is I think he's thinking if I can leave him as long as possible without playing, yeah. then this injury is it's non-existent. I don't think it's there, but it's... you know that sort of flair you can possibly sometimes yeah. get. I think he's just literally not risking Pau whatsoever. Um, So once Pau's back, that left-hand side looks loads better. Sort out this midfield area. Fire power galore. You know, I mean, Bailey, Watkins, Ramsey, Tielemans, Diaby, Zaniolo, Morgan Rogers. There's fire power there to score plenty and plenty of goals. So... I think, yes, it feels like we keep getting like a little bit of a flat tyre at the back, but, you know, we've put the oil in and we're just firing firing our beast up and, and we've got the firepower to to do it. And I think, yeah, like you say, you know, as like Einstein at the start said in like adversity and, and all that business, is the fact that it, it's going to fire us on. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give us that sort of inner strength. And I think... That's a very difficult thing to come up against is somebody who's got that belief and that desire. And, you know, it might be 
it might be a blessing, you know, I, we don't want him to get injured, but it might be that thing that's really sort of brings us all together, the harmony and just gives yeah. us that extra little, that little edge and, you know. You, you, you can't beat a, an us against the world mentality and I think that's what the club will, and, the, and the manager will be sitting, I'm sure they'll have a team meeting for his game, but, you know, let's do it for the lads that are missing, let's do it for the lads that are injured because they'd love to be on the pitch doing it with us. But they're not. So let's let's just use it and, and, and let it fire us, you know. Let it let it stoke the fires now of the passion of the players and the and the and the fans to, to really just what we've got to lose now. Everybody expects us now to, to just fall away and disappear. So let's 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 totally throw it on its head and let's let's go into a, a run of form where we can really kick off. And it's it's such a shame we're having these injuries and, and they are you know, defend, most of them defensive injuries. Mings, Concer and, and, and Kamara are, are probably the spine of our defensive unit. So we've got only got really one attacking-wise player, Brendier, that's out. But like you say, attacking-wise, we, we, we haven't really, we're not missing anyone up front. We're not missing anyone. You know, in our offensive third, we've got everybody who we would have if everybody was fit. So all we've got to do now is use the players we've got at the back all of them internationals. It's not one of them that's not an international. Two left backs, a right back, and three centre half still. Even Callum Chambers is an international. You know, so we've got international players who are more than capable of defending for ninety minutes. You know, it's not like we've got to throw the under twelves in at the back and we're going to get battered ten <laughs> nil. You know, we've got proper players that, that are more than capable of defending against Premier League players. You know, and, and we're not. We have got a couple of really tough games. Obviously, we've still got to get to Arsenal, still got to Liverpool. But the majority of the games, you know, we've got players that, with the greatest respect to Fulham, Forest, and Luton, the players that we'll be playing at the back against those three clubs are better than their players. I'll stand by that. So, why can't we go and win the next three games? I don't understand why we can't. There shouldn't be yeah. no mentality to say why we can't. No. No, well, positive vibes from us. That's what we're bringing. Um, so comment your thoughts in the comment section down below. We will have a week's full of content. We've got predicted lineup, which might be quite difficult. So um, stay tuned <laughs> for that. We've got opposition preview. We'll have the press conference. We'll have match reaction on Saturday night as well. Cheers, everyone who has been supporting the channel. Um, I've been absolutely roasted on TikTok. One of my fan cam TikToks has got 130,000 views, which is mental. Um, but you can't read the comments because you just there's no point because it's just <laughs> terrible. Uh, but yeah, go and follow us on TikTok. Uh, and if you do want to have a go at some people, then far away in the comments section at <laughs> all the people that abuse me every single week. So um, yeah. Uh, make sure you're downloading Sofa Score. Uh, it's free. Great football app. Helps this channel out massively. Um, so, Justin, score prediction. Hit me with it. 3 1 Villa. Yeah, I'm going 2 1. 2 1 Villa. Um, we're going to win this game. And I I'm truly believe game. that we are going to do it. So, um, cheers, everybody. Up the Villa.